Worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with the book of Psalms. Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but, sh- but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Verses 1 through 5, all of Psalm 127. Then looking in the New Testament, the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And then the final passage is also in Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful privilege you give us of being a part of your family, the family of God. Thank you for saving us and drawing us off the road to hell, on the road to heaven and eternal life. Thank you for that wonderful blessing and gift from you. Thank you, Lord, also for the wonderful privilege of being able to carry out the great commission you've called us to, to make disciples, and you bless us also with the wonderful opportunity of being able to disciple ourselves and our own children as well. What a great privilege, great honor, and great responsibility you've placed before us in regards to this matter. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of wisdom, grace, and passion that we would be committed to discipling, being disciple makers, and doing it passionately everywhere we go, and we begin in our own homes. Thank you for that blessed opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time.
Father, we join Paul who said, Now to the King eternal, immortal, to God only wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. We lift high your precious name today. Father, we're thankful for your work in our lives. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit as he guides us and as he works in our heart. We're thankful, Father, for your precious Son, Jesus, the Lamb of God who died a terrible death for us. We rejoice in your loving kindness to us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family today. We are very grateful, blessed, and honored to have as our phone guest today uh, Sister April Kurtz and three of her children. That's the gang. They're chiming in. They're excited to hear April and the children to come on today. And so we're glad to have them on with us. Uh, so April and her three children, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy. And we're going to have the opportunity to hear the uh, pro-life speeches that bo- that each of them, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy, each did for as a part of of our Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest. They all did great during the in the contest, and we're honored to have them on today. April, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy, how are you all today? Good. All right. All right. We're honored to have each of you on, and uh, we're going to talk to Mom first. Uh, April is the mother, and uh, uh, April, is there anything else you want to share about your family before we dive into talking about... Uh, their involvement in the Ten Commandments Project. Again, we're very honored to have you and the family on. Anything else you want to share with us about you and your family today? Oh, thank you. Um, well, we, my husband and I, yeah, we have the three children. Um, my husband's in law enforcement, and we homeschool, and very, very thankful to have that opportunity and the days with each other. All right. Well, we are so honored to have you on today, and I appreciate you sharing that your husband's in law enforcement. That's such an important uh, area of serving, uh, the, well, serving God and serving our our communities as well. And people need to pray every day for people in law enforcement. And so, I would say encouragement to you, Sister April, and the children, and and every family that has family members in law enforcement, praying Psalm 91 over them every day is so important and it's a very wise thing to do. So, and we thank, we're grateful to the Lord for your husband's service as a one in law enforcement as well. So April, again, we're so grateful to have you and the children on. And we're going to talk to you a little bit first, and then we're going to hear from, we're going to hear the speeches of each of the children and and then hear a little bit from them after the speeches as well. So, again, we're so grateful that you uh, allowed and had you and your husband, excuse me, had them to be a part of the Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech Contest. And I should remind our listeners, this is a discipleship project, and we're so grateful that we've had the chance to do it. And uh, we've it's actually been a project we've been doing for about over, I guess, about the last five years or so. But the the speech contest we've done for the last couple of years, and it's been very rewarding and very encouraging, the kind of response and participation we've had. So, April, again, we're so grateful to have you and the children on with us. Uh, I'd like to start out by asking you this question. How would you say, as mom, uh, that each of your children they've been encouraged in their relationship with Christ as they participated in the Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest. How would you say you've seen them to be encouraged in their walk with the Lord? Well, I think it's really been a great opportunity 
for each of them to search out the truth that they have heard from my husband and me that and the Ten Commandments, you shall not murder, that God is a God of life. Um, but with the speech project, they had to go to their Bibles and search out scriptures that talk about life. And uh, it becomes not just being told that we value life because God is a God of life, but they are reading the scriptures themselves and finding different ones that they haven't heard before about life. And um, I have seen, it's been a, a wonderful experience to, to see that in them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would mention this too. Uh, a part of uh, one neat side of this project too is that you have the opportunity to see how, you know, how, Maybe some similarities, but how different each of your children are as well. I, one thing I'd mention about uh, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy's speeches, they all go in very similar but different directions as well. And I notice also um, your, your daughter, Annie, in particular, she goes into more detail about the baby, which is, again, just really powerful and great. Uh, but again, part of what you see is the beauty of God in each of the children in, as they approach sharing truth from their own heart and their own perspective. And again, it comes through beautifully, and our listeners will hear as they listen to the speeches as well. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. Uh, well, now, of course, uh, you had shared that you, I guess, encouraged them to be a part of it. But for with you knowing your children, were you a little bit surprised at any of them just went along with it as opposed to uh, deciding, no, Mom, I can't do that. Was that surprising at all to you with any of them? Oh, no. No, I knew they they were thrilled to do it. Um, mm. Since they've been born, we, we drive by preg- the pregnancy care center in our area and say this is where they save babies, and uh, they've been actually been involved there mm. since I brought them in strollers. Um, we're active in our local pregnancy care center. Mm. Uh, they, as they have their mowing jobs and other things, they tithe and they save their money for, um, ours is the Alpha Center uh, mm-hmm. near us. Uh, last year they did a fundraiser for a Walk for Life. They raised money to do mileage for that. Uh, so... And they've prayed for moms and dads and the babies their whole lives. So they're passionate about mm. this, and, and I think they were excited for the opportunity. Well, you know, Sister April, that's powerful. I appreciate you sharing that, just the fact that you and your husband were wise enough and had enough of the grace of the Lord working in your mind and your hearts to, to see the wisdom in helping them to become warriors for the kingdom of God and warriors for life because that's what I believe God calls his church. That's the kind of approach that God, I believe, calls the church to. And so equipping them from just childhood on up is such a good thing. And so I I appreciate you sharing that. I hope that many other parents will find that inspiring and that it would give them ideas and thoughts about doing the same kind of thing because our children are very capable of being used mightily of the Lord in the kingdom of God as a whole in evangelism and discipleship and certainly 
in the area of standing for life. And we see that beautifully in the lives of the children that participate in the in the pro-life speech contest. And we see it beautifully in the lives of uh, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy as well. So thank you for sharing that as mm-hmm. well, too. Well, how would you say that other young people could benefit by participating in this kind of project? What thoughts would you share on that? Oh, the world is constantly telling us lies. And as individuals, we each need to figure out what, who we're going to believe. And I think it's an opportunity to focus our thoughts for a while and, and figure out what God says and what do we then take from that and believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, just as we sub- we hear it, we hear about life and that we should be pro-life as Christians, but then when we take the time to look in God's Word and read that to ourselves and write about it, uh, take the time to formulate a speech, it cements those truths. Mm. in our hearts and our minds in a, in a different way than just hearing it. That's right. That's right. Beautifully put. Yes. So thank you again for sharing about that. Father, we thank you again for the uh, so much for the Kurtz family, and thank you. Uh, we lift up uh, Mr. Kurtz, who did not have uh, the opportunity to be with us on the broadcast today, but thank you, Lord, for the fact that he and Sister April were wise enough to, to seek to really instill your word and your grace in their children and to help and encourage them to become uh, warriors for the kingdom of God and warriors for life as well. Father, help us to recognize, Lord, that you see every baby as your baby. They're your children, and we have the privilege of standing for life and helping to defend and save the lives of babies as we simply obey you and follow you as courageous disciples. We thank you and praise you. Anoint this family with a fresh anointing to continue the work they're doing in in you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guests today are April Kurtz and our children, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy. We'll be right back.
Music from Planet Shakers with Only Way, reminding us that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and salvation. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. It's our privilege to have as our phone guest today, April Kurtz and her three children, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy. And uh, April, if you'll pray at this time, would you pray for parents in the work, the wonderful work of discipling their children, and then we're going to go to hearing from the children and their speeches. Would you pray at this time? Yes. Lord, I pray for all of us as parents and grandparents and others who have the opportunity to speak into children's lives and disciple them, that we would have the courage to speak your truth in a world of darkness. With your Holy Spirit's power in us, we don't have to be afraid of the prince of this world and the darkness that he lives in. Help us to recognize the choices before us each day. We want to stand for your truth and share your love and life and the hope of eternal life we have in Jesus. Encourage parents' hearts, Lord. Um, Be our strength and our weakness. Let us know more and more how much you love us so we can share that love with our children in particular. Give us an eternal perspective to live each day making choices for life. Turn our hearts to you as parents so we may disciple our children in a way that's pleasing to you. In your name, amen. 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 Thank you, April. Appreciate that. Well, we're going to hear from Tommy. Uh, let's see. Tommy, how are you today? Good. That's good. Now, remind us, how old How old are you, Tommy? Twelve. You're twelve. And you want to share with us any hobbies that you have? I like baseball. You like baseball. Okay. All righty. Well, again, want to say once again, we're so grateful that you shared your speech, that you participated in the Ten Commandments Project, did a great speech. And we're going to take time to hear your speech, and then we're going to come back and talk to you a little bit, Okay. Okay. Hi, my name is Tommy Kurtz, and I live in Masson, South Dakota. You shall not murder. When people say the baby inside the mother is not human, it is like saying that I am not human. It not only kills the baby, it hurts the mother and father forever. The point is, Abortion is murder. Think about it. Can you truthfully say without a question that abortion is not murder? God tells Moses in Exodus 20:13, "You shall not murder. If you abort a baby, it is going against God and the Bible. How would you like it if your parents chose to abort you? Thank you very much. Tommy, powerful speech, powerful speech, and very much to the point. And I appreciate the fact that you and your brother and sister, all of you used used scripturally beautifully in your speeches as well. So uh, just a few questions, Tommy, wanted to ask you about your speech. Can you tell me, just from your own perspective, why did you decide that you wanted to get involved with the Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech Contest? I kind of did it for school. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. to kind of carry out a responsibility. Okay, well, again, I'm glad you did decide to do it because, again, you've blessed a lot of people that have had a chance to hear your speech. Okay, well, tell me this. Did you learn anything that you didn't already know as you were, you know, studying your Bible and researching to prepare for your speech? Anything anything new that you learned? Well, 
Yeah, um, there are a lot of things that I, I've learned. Okay. Okay. Did you want to share anything that you learned, or you just want to let us know you did learn some new things? I did learn some new things. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you did, because that's an indication that you've grown in the Lord as well. So, now, what are some things that you think the church can do to help more children and young people both get saved and grow in their faith in Jesus. Anything that you'd like to share with our listeners? Have more youth events and youth leaders mm. and stuff like that. Okay. That sounds like a good that sounds like good advice to me. Thank you for sharing that. Now Tommy, you're gonna share a scripture with us, right? Let's see. Psalm one, is that correct? Yes. Okay, go right ahead. Okay. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." All right, Tommy, you're an excellent reader. Thank you for taking time to read that. Uh, That's one of my favorite psalms, and so thank you for reading that. So we're going to move now to Annie. Annie is is going to—we're going to hear from her speech in just a moment. Annie, how are you today? Good. That's good. Good to have you on as well. Annie, tell us how old you are. I'm 13. You're 13, and do you have any hobbies or uh, that you'd like to share with Alyssa's about that you like? Um, I like to crochet, and I have two cats. Their names are Buzzy and Fuzzy. All right. Do you crochet for closing for them sometimes, or you don't do that? Yes. Okay. That's neat. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see some of the work you've done then. So crocheting is a neat uh, skill. So thanks for sharing that. Annie, we're going to hear your speech. You did a great job on your speech as well. We're going to take time to listen to your speech now, okay? Okay. You shall not murder. Abortion is wrong. Aborting a baby is murder. People say that a baby isn't real and that's a lie. A baby is alive and it is fully human. A baby starts to be formed 72 hours after the fertilization. At four weeks, the pea-sized baby continues to form, the tiny heart begins to beat, and the baby's nervous system and organs start to form. At five to six weeks, the baby's brain continues to develop The other organs, such as the intestines and the baby's skull and face, start taking shape. And limbs in the form of bud start to grow. The baby floats in a sac filled with protective fluid. At seven weeks, the bones of the grape-sized baby start to harden, and muscles develop and become stronger. The wrists and ankles on the baby are visible, and fingers and toes start to appear. Internally, the kidneys start to remove waste to make urine. At 10 weeks, the baby, now 500 times bigger than the fertilized egg, the baby has billions of cells of different types. The baby has all of 
its basic organs in place and it starts to grow rapidly. Its large head accommodates the fast expanding brain. Fingers have formed and fingernails are grown. 12 weeks since their implantation, the cells have been growing and specializing and the tiny individual they have molded is now recognizably human. It now has special facial features and fingers and toes have separated. The internal organs are in place and the heart is beating. At 20 weeks, the fingers and ears clearly visible. The baby's movements can be felt by the mother inside her stomach. The baby blinks and swallows and follows phrases of sleeping and walking. The ridges that produce fingerprints appear on the fingers. At 30 weeks, the brain is still growing rapidly. The baby can also hear sounds and his eyes respond to light. His lungs can now potentially breathe air as a newborn pregnancy comes to end and the baby is born. Abortion should not be legal since murder is not legal. Abortion should not be either. For every baby that was ever created, God knew their future before they were born. He made every baby different and set them all apart. God loves the little babies and wants them to live. In the Bible, Psalms 127 verse 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Every baby is a gift, and every baby deserves a right to life. No one should have the right to abort a baby. For the mothers and fathers who have aborted, God can still forgive them. Because however great this sin, God's love is still greater. But that doesn't make abortion right, even if it can be forgiven. Abortion is not right and should not be illegal. Have you ever asked yourselves, what if my parents boarded me? If they did, that would change your life and you would have no life to live. God can still save the parents and forgive them if they have aborted. Colossians 1, 13 through 14 says, he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. No matter what people say, abortion is still wrong and will never be right. One of the Ten Commandments is, it says, Thou shalt not murder. In other words, thou shalt not commit abortion. Pro-life is the way to stay. If you abort your baby, you will regret it, and you will live with that sin for the rest of your life. Abortion is against the Bible and against life. Every baby deserves life and life to the fullest. Your parents did not abort you. Now you have the choice not to abort your baby. Choose life. Amen. Amen. Annie, beautiful speech. Beautiful speech. Very bold and informative speech as well. Thank you again for sharing that. So just want to ask you a few questions about your journey and your experience as well. Uh, what what would you say made you decide to get involved with this Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech Contest? Well, it was kind of a thing. My mom said we were going to do for school, but I thought it would be a good example to other people if someone was thinking about having an abortion and they heard my speech, then maybe it would change their mind. Mm. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, one one thing I would just want to mention to you, as well as to Tommy and Quincy, too, is that by the grace of the Lord, 
um, after this particular broadcast airs, thousands of people will have heard your speeches, and you will have blessed many people, young people and adults as well. So we're grateful that you all did choose to get involved with this project. So, and grateful that you did decide to follow through yeah. and get involved. So, well, let me ask you this too. Um, uh, did you learn anything new? Uh, you probably knew a lot already. Now, I would mention in particular, of course, you did a, apparently a lot of research about the forming of the baby in the womb, did a beautiful job in sharing about that. Did you learn anything new that you didn't already know as you did your research and preparation in Scripture and otherwise? Yes, I did. I learned more and more that a baby is a human, like the whole time it's in the womb and when it's out. Mm. And, you know, I'm grateful that you did learn more because apparently you already knew a lot, and it sounds like your dad and mom have done a great job of encouraging you all to get involved with this cause. But, again, you become a more fruitful vessel in the hands of the Lord as you continue to learn more and to share more as well. So we're grateful for that as well. Uh, well, also wanted to ask you, what are some things that you, you feel like the church could do to help encourage more young people, children and youth to come to know Christ and to grow up in their faith. What would you say are some things that the church could do more of? Um, they could have Bible studies for young people and more youth events. Mm, that's good. That's good. And I, I certainly hope that more young people like you all will get involved with projects like these as well because Young people like you all, just, just as is demonstrated so powerfully, you and your brothers have great gifts and abilities and strengths that can be used wonderfully by the Lord to share truth with a world that really needs to hear it. And we're grateful that you all participated in this project during the season in which God, by His grace, overturned Roe v. Wade. And that's huge. That's a big, big, that was a big event. And God did it. But He used people like you all. I believe in some important ways to bring that about. So again, thank you so much, Annie, for doing that. Uh, I'm going to ask if you'll go. You were going to share scripture with us, Psalm 121, and I tell you what, we're coming up on a break, so uh, we'll have to wait to the other side, and we'll let you share the scripture there. Then, okay? But we'll pick okay. up right there. Our phone guests today are April Kurtz and her children, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy. We'll be right back.
music of Elevation Worship with Oh Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are April Kurtz and her three children, Quincy, and the gang is still excited as they continue to listen to Quincy, Annie, and Tommy. So again, we're grateful to have them on the broadcast today. Uh, Annie, you are, uh, we just listened to the powerful and beautiful speech that you shared. You're going to go ahead and share a scripture with us, Psalm 121, correct? All right, go right ahead. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that scripture in. And you were going to share a word of prayer for young people and children listening today as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Go right ahead. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we get to share and lives would be changed by the hearing and power of your word. I pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Annie. Thank you so much. And now we're going to hear from Quincy. Uh, Quincy, how are you doing today? Good. Okay. All right. Good to hear from you as well. Now, tell us how old you are, Quincy. I'm 15 years old. You're 15. So, so apparently you had a birthday between when you did your speech and today. So, happy birthday. Yep. So, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And any hobbies you'd like to tell us about that you like to do? Well, I like to play baseball and pretty much any other sport. Okay. Baseball and athletics, period. Okay. All right. Well, Quincy, we're going to hear your speech, and then we're going to come back and talk to you a little bit about it, okay? Okay. Okay. Hi, my name is Quincy Kurtz. I'm 14 years old and I live in Madison, South Dakota. Abortion is the murder of innocent children. Peter is rebuking parents for bringing their children to see Jesus. Jesus hears Peter and says in Luke 18, verse 16, that the children come to me and do not hinder them for as such belongs the kingdom of God. Abortion not only kills the unborn baby, but it leaves a heavy feeling on the would-be parents because they remember and regret their decision for the rest of their lives. But God can also forgive them if they repent and ask him for forgiveness. For it says in the Bible, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. God says in Deuteronomy 30:19, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. I notice that God says death is a curse and life is a blessing. That is true. The choice to murder an unborn baby is a curse. We in the United States have laws against murder. People go to jail for murder. How can a baby be murdered without justice? All right, Quincy. Powerful speech, beautiful speech. Thank you again for participating in the project and 
boldly speaking truth as you did. Uh, again, did a great job with your speech as well. I would mention I, I appreciate the fact that you and your brother and sister, all of you, address different sides of the issue, the, the regret people experience after they have abortions, but the fact that they also can receive the forgiveness of Christ, that's so important. So again, I appreciate the fact that you all did Bible research and otherwise to learn more about your topic. So, well, uh, just to ask you a few questions as well, um, Quincy, can you tell us this too? Uh, what what would you say encouraged, what would you say motivated you to go ahead and get involved with the speech contest? Well, because I'm pro-life and I believe that others should hear some reasons why people are pro-life. Mm, all right. Well, we're so glad that you did. And as I've mentioned, we're so blessed to have had your speech as well as Annie and Tommy's as well. Now, as you were doing, as you were preparing for yours, and again, each of you did a great job of researching God's Word as well as learned doing other research as well. Was there anything new that you learned in the midst of this journey that you didn't already know about this whole topic? Yeah, I learned how important it is to encourage people to choose life. Mm. That's right. All of us have influence. All of us have the ability to be a, a tool God, an instrument God can use to persuade people to the truth. And so certainly that's good to know that uh, God, God can use each of us to do just that. So well, would you say, what are some things that you would say that um, would be good for the church to do? Well, I'll tell you what, let me come back to that question, though, but uh, would you say that being involved in this project has helped you grow in your relationship with Christ? Yep. It's helped me realize that many different books in the Bible all are saying the same things about life and death. Mm. You know, that's a great point. That God's Word is consistent in sharing truth, and that's a great point to realize that you know, sometimes people mistakenly think, well, the Bible contradicts itself. No, it doesn't, because God's Word is truth, and all truth flows from the Lord. And when people run across something that in their mind sounds like a contradiction, it's just because they, don't have, they haven't fully grasped the truth that God is sharing. But you're exactly right. Scripture affirms itself time and time again, sharing truths throughout the Word of God. So, well, tell me this. What are some things you think the church can do to help encourage more children and youth to come to, to be saved and to grow up in their faith? What are some things you'd like to share that you think would be important? Well, I know my church has youth events throughout the summer, so the youth can be with other Christians their age and grow spiritually like that. And it's important for the church to have ways for the youth to be involved. All right. You're exactly right. So, all right. Well, thank you again so much. You're going to share a scripture with us as well, uh, Psalm 19? Yes. Okay, go right ahead. Okay. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their voice to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving its chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, and testimony of the Lord is sure. 
making wise the simple, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, the commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. All right. Thank you so much, Quincy, for sharing that powerful scripture, and thank you for being with us today. So our time is almost gone. Uh, Sister April, let me just mention again, uh, uh, maybe not quite as much as Dad and Mom. I'm very proud of your three children for the great job they did again, but thank you so much for taking the time to be on with us. Uh, one, Let me ask one last question before we our time almost runs out here. What would you say, um, can you hear me okay, April? Yes, I can. Okay, then. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges in discipling your children that you've run into? Oh, yes. Um, we, the world, of course, and different parenting techniques, but thank God we are both Christians, so that always is the answer to come together on what the Bible says. And... And then our own humanness and remembering that in Jesus we are enough. We are the parents that he has made us to be. Um, we are capable because of his Holy Spirit, but sometimes it's a fight to remember that when we see our sin looming in front of us. Mm. Oh, we feel right. insu- insufficient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, again, we're really grateful that you were willing to come, you and the children were able to come on and share both the speeches and your thoughts, though, because one of the goals in our doing this is because obviously as you've had them to participate, their truths and insights that parents as well as young people can learn from you and your family, both as you participated in this project, but just as you as a family walk with the Lord. And again, I really appreciate you sharing the fact that you all have been basically a pro-life warrior family for years, and that's a great thing, and God obviously has you and will continue to use that. So thank you so much again, April, for being um, with us, you and Quincy and Annie and Tommy as well. Again, great job, and thanks for being with us today, okay? Thank you so much for having us. Okay. An honor to have each and every one of you. So, And as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you are, are listening today, wherever you might be listening from, and if you're as an individual, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd like to invite you to make that all-important step in all of life. The, the most important decision we can make is the decision to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you're listening and you know you have never made that step or you're not sure where you are and would like to make that step to invite him to come into your life, would you simply pray this prayer and commit your heart and life to him even now as we pray? You can pray with me even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, You rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I do confess. I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You told us in your word. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my entire life following you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we very much would like to be in touch with you once again. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some resources and some literature that will really help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, help you to begin to be be a disciple who's following the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, the email, joseph at afr.net. Well, one, one more time again, April, Quincy, Annie, and Tommy, thank you all for doing a beautiful job and letting the Lord use you so tremendously. Thank you all for taking the time to be with us today, okay? You're welcome. All You're right. welcome. And we, it is my hope that we'll get you, all, you, the children, back sometime to read Scripture further, so hope to hear back from you. Thank you for being a part of our listening family. Please pray much for the ministry of the American Family Association. And please pray for April and her family as they continue to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.